In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you please hit the subscribe button? That's crucial. Keep us in your prayers. Keep constructive comments coming to us. Give us a sense of, of how, how this is going down with you. Um, and if you can afford it, a few quid on Patreon or PayPal, you know, if you can throw us something. Yeah, don't make the mistake of thinking it has to be big. If everyone gave a few bob, as we used to say in, in, in Ireland and in England, uh, we'd be wealthy. Okay, so don't, don't, don't make that mistake. You know, it used to be said that the British had the chance to make something quite extraordinary of the empire. And that if that didn't happen, it was partly because of the intense snobbery and ridiculous racial pretensions that became part of the psyche of many European countries during the 19th century. Many British people who went out there fell in love with India, and India with them. Enoch Powell, the controversial British parliamentarian, once said that if an Englishman and an Indian went off into the corner and sat there, they would dream the same dream. Now, that may be a very benign interpretation of imperialism, but maybe imperialism had it in itself to become something rather more robust than the Commonwealth and rather more human than the empire. A vast confederation of the English-speaking peoples that would have made the British, that would have made the Euro European Union unnecessary to us? I don't know. In any case, I know it didn't happen. I do feel, for instance, that British rule here was greatly impaired by British contempt for the Irish. And that that was forgiven less than any of the uh, occasional physical harshness that was a part of that rule. And by and large, in comparison with the other imperial peoples, the English were a civilised and decent people. Martin Luther King had a dream. I have a nightmare. Okay. I have a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm a very depressed person, okay? So you're just going to have to go easy on me on that. I'm Irish. And my nightmare is that you don't have a dream. And that's a problem. My nightmare is that we're going to end up with the, with the remaining Catholics in the church constantly telling everyone, stop daydreaming which, as Jordan Peterson has recently said, is one of the most dangerous things that an adult can say to a child. It's the killing of initiative, the killing, the killing of play is deadly. Homo ludens, man playing, man in the sense of humanity, is absolutely crucial to man working, man creating. Without imagination, where are the sciences? 
Without imagination, where is politics? Without vision, without imagination, where is business? And where is culture without imagination? Imagination is when we converse with God. I know on our side, it's in a rough and barbarous dialect. We don't talk like the angels. And many of our greatest works of imagination are shot through with sin and evil as are we, as is this world, which is basically good, but marbled, as I've said before, marbled with evil. That is life, that is humanity. I don't see a way forward for us as a church without beauty. I don't. And it is nearly impossible in this world to distill beauty by human means alone from the mixed stuff that is life. There will always be a faint taint which, if anything, can add to the flavour. If you eliminate a willingness on the part of the church to engage with this culture, you might as well forbid people to read Homer, Virgil, Dante, Shakespeare. I'm not messing. And if you do that, you go against the absolute, the, 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 the distilled wisdom of Catholic education, which is that it was, it was rooted in faith, seeking understanding. It was rooted in the liberal arts and sciences. It was rooted in, in beauty, in an appreciation, in a searching for the truth, which is to search for God. Now, I'm begging you now to hold your nerve because the road ahead of us is long and there are real dragons on it. This is dangerous, but it's not nearly as dangerous as it is to stay where we are. We must go forward as a thinking and loving and creating and beauty-seeking, truth-adoring people. Or we do not go forward as what we are, and therefore, is there any point in going forward at all? The sacred scriptures themselves do not flinch from the darkness that is in life. The Old Testament is riven with it. And if the New Testament is not as blatant about it, it is purely because the Gospels, like many ancient accounts, like indeed, you might say, Caesar's Gallic Wars, his account, his brief, terse military diary of his campaigns, they are concerned with telling a crucial and essential story. They are concerned with making it clear that perfection has been distilled from life only by the direct intervention of the Creator, of God, through the Incarnation. 
humanly, you will never achieve that. We could not create him. Born of human mother and the Holy Ghost. We could not create him. We're too corrupt. We're not absolutely corrupt. We're not bad. We're not evil. But we are corrupt. See, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that what we are going to end up doing is despising the world. And if you despise the world, my brothers and sisters, the world will quite rightly hate you. What choice is left to them if you have so little time and respect for them? For the world which God so loved that he gave his only son. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself sat at table with tax collectors. Can you imagine what the conversation at some of those tables must have been like? The tax collectors were gangsters. He talked to prostitutes. He talked to soldiers. I'm begging you now. I'm, I'm, I'm begging you. Don't make elementary mistakes. We're not Calvinists. We're certainly not Jansenists. We love beauty. Because in beauty we see reflected the face of God. And we accept that we can never perfectly do that. That has only been done once in the supreme, ineffable, sublime work of art. That is the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. Art reaches its summit in, in Jesus Christ, who was not created, who was uncreated and yet assumed the creation, wore the creation, put on the creation, was not ashamed or too grand to be seen in the creation and died in the creation. Engage with the culture. We cannot stay behind our battlements the whole time. We must, we'll get weak. We'll get weak and it, it'll, it'll, become, it'll become suffocating and incestuous and unbearable and unproductive and barren. We must step it out. We must sally out now and again. We must raid and raid and then you can come back to the castle of the faith. But we must raid on the inarticulate, raid on evil, raid on, 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 the, on, on, on the whole intractable mystery of life with the strength that comes from our faith. I'm begging you, don't suffocate culture in the church that remains in the remnant. We who remain must be people of broad culture. If you're not able for that, we are in terrible trouble. I firmly believe you're being called to that. And the last thing I'd say on this is, I don't own my priesthood. And you don't either. Please don't take offence from that. You're lovely people. Please don't take offence from that. I don't own it and you don't own it. It was given to me by Christ. I'm not always going to please you. Consider. Sometimes it's because I'm wrong. 
Sometimes it's because you may not want to hear something that you need to hear. I leave you with that, and I don't mean any offence. Look, if you need a quick swig from the hip flask, take it. Okay. We all get the heebie-jeebies. Here come the orcs. Right? You don't have to look pretty. We don't have to be in perfect agreement with each other. But you do need to fight some orcs. Get out there. Get out there. And get the smell of the battlefield on you. Hmm? God bless you. God keep you. We fight on. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.